It's Monday on this morning. And it is officially macabre. Welcome. Consider this shit macabre. Hey, get ready to be spooked, because if you see the heat that we're bringing today, you're going to be spooked out of your mind. I'm terrified. I'm freaking out, and it's probably because I've had I've had a big cup of Joe. Ooh, your morning brown cup of Joseph. Uh, all What's right, your favorite slang term for coffee? Um, since that is our logo, we should probably get this. Yeah, out of the way. yeah, yeah. Favorite slang term for coffee and prob- possible future business venture. <laughs> <laughs> is this is this the ad? Uh, Did we just find ourselves? No, 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 no. Okay, no, okay. No, no, no. <laughs> they don't know. Sh- they don't know nothing. You don't know nothing. Shut your ears. Again, I said anything. Um, my favorite. I like calling it. Um, my. Uh, <laughs> now I'm just trying to come up with some stupid. Uh, I like. I call it my uh, brown morning bidet. Uh, oh, I call, nice. I call it my. Um, okay, let's go over them. There's Joe. There's Java. There's Joseph. There's Joseph. morning brown. If your name's Joseph and you're opening a coffee shop and you don't call it morning Joseph. That's I like uh, from the amazing and underrated movie they came together where Paul Rudd's coffee shop is Cup of Joel. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, Morning Brown's great. Yeah. I, uh, That's Auntie Donna, another great <laughs> underrated comedy group. <laughs> yeah, go, go watch Auntie Donna. You'll find all Auntie about Donna's Hikey Gangs. Auntie Donna's Hikey Gangs. You'll be like, what the fuck is this? Um, it's like the first 10 minutes of this just nonsense. Yeah. But they made it into a show, and they're successful. Whereas we are just two silly goofers. Um, Just silly goofers. Just just, making like 7.5 mil an episode? We're not successful. I, like, in this economy, that's not even like anything. Yeah. Like, I can't buy I remember when we first started. I think our entire fan base was either people we knew or people who were goths in Eastern Europe. And if you're still (laughs) listening and you're a goth, type person in eastern europe it's not fucking wrong yeah honestly though uh eastern european uh big big fans i love it great i can't i oh man one of my favorite i can't walk around in siberia without somebody stopping (laughs) me and saying hey aren't you that guy stopping you yeah polar bears baby um what was i gonna say sconey uh do you have a favorite coffee coffee name I think it's got to be Morning Brown. Or uh, okay. one time, my cousin, I had like, I drink a lot of coffee. Uh, okay. No big deal. Brag much? But, um, I do my a lot cousin of sit-ups called and drink me coffee. a Java Hound. And I, that, I was like, Java that's Hound slick. is fucking. Yeah. Right. He, that's, this guy's got, he's, that's, Java Hound's a good one. Yeah. Shout out to Evan if he listens. All right. I'm going to do, <laughs> what about like, uh, I'm going to make it Monday Morning Macabre themed. How about like, uh, 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 bean, uh, bean goat, blood, bean goat bridge. Uh, you had fro- bean blood because it kind of is no, bean no, no, blood. No. Yeah, but that's like <laughs> uh, that sounds like a goosebumps book. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking like, how do I make the frogman or like the coffee? water, like Lake Lanier water? <laughs> yeah. Yo, another person, another went missing drowning. Last week. It last week. Yes, my Guys, brother who lives in Atlanta is drowning people every Atlanta, week. <laughs> he'll send me, I shit you not, if you haven't listened to the episode on Lake Lanier, go back and listen. But he sends me, since that came out, like probably once, or, 
a month or once every other month, another person goes missing. Another picture in his yard of a drowned guy. <laughs> mysteriously dies at that lake. It's, Dude, it's insane. your brother. Or your, uh, yeah, your brother. You think he's a serial killer? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he's sending you, like, this is his sick way of, like. <laughs> oh, this is his, uh, his, like, uh, Zodiac. Zodiac shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but not encrypted at all. <laughs> yeah, it's just, a, just, you track the metadata on that bad boy. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, that's suspicious if you ask me. Um, All right, well, gone's well, been thrown. Heard it here first. We've what a, solved the mystery. Dars, scones, the Bruins stink. Uh, yeah, so they lost or something. <laughs> yep, they're the number one seed. They got upset by the bottom seed. But as of the time of this recording, the Celtics are still the balls. <laughs> as that's of the only time of this update. recording, I'm still talking to the refs and the DMs, <laughs> and I'm gonna get <laughs> it overturned. The Celtics are still the balls. Still the balls. And I will, uh, yeah, I'll, uh, that's it for Boston that's your, Sports uh, Talk. Hey, guys, that's your update on, <laughs> that's your sports We're from New England. Suas, dude. Uh, so if you guys wanted to get up to date on sports, you know you come to this podcast for that, so we're glad we could fill you in there. Yeah, there's no um, other sports podcasts. <laughs> yep. I think I think we're the only there's one. There's two things, two things we need to fill. It's sports and true crime podcasts because yeah, there true. aren't enough. What do you say, Phil? You say you'll be true. Oh, yes. Sorry, I did say the word Phil. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Took me a second there. I got you. Sorry. And also, that, are there a car podcast? Are there a lot of car podcasts, or are car we talk, one of the only? Uh, car Talk Radio. Car Talk Radio? What is that? Is that serious, or is that a... No, it's, it's two V6 engines revving at each other. He got that sounds amazing. His voice changed. That was weird. I, I literally know someone that I think would actually listen to that. So, yeah, I did too. I think we both know <laughs> the same person. Um, yep. He's been a guest on the show. V6 engines revving at each other. That's kind of what we are, in a way, if you think about kind it. Kind of, yeah. Metaphorically. Just like ready to go. And physically. I have, I have the body of a V6 engine. Very yeah. <laughs> solid frame chest. Way too big for my body. I need to get a new chest. How do you... I have the body... I have the body of a V4 beat up like Volkswagen <laughs> Beetle with the spirit of a Tesla, you know? Ooh. Electric motor. Yeah, I got the vim and vigor of a Hemi. And, uh... The, the, the marks to prove it. Yep. So I got the body of one of those bicycles with the real big front wheel from like <laughs> the, the, the fat 19, tire things, like, like the, yeah, <laughs> for the 1900s or like the 1910s. Like oh that yeah, the ones that like were like yeah, I know what you're talking about the huge front wheel and they're like really yep, high up, like yeah, the silly yeah. ones. That's what I'm working with. <laughs> yeah, somebody. There's no way they invented that and were like, this is not a joke. Like this is real. Like they were like, this is the how do you advertise version. that to someone and be like, no, for real, <laughs> like it's sick. <laughs> If you fall off your bike, do you want to feel like you're falling out of a yeah, two-story right. building? <laughs> do you want to have to put suicide nets around your bike chain? <laughs> Drive this. Drive this. Um, I don't know if you saw, speaking of cars, because, again, we talk about sports and cars here. If of you course. ever listened, you know. Uh, did you see the little, like, ad for, like, the new Honda? Or I forget what, what the thing was, but, like, the wheels turn completely sideways, and then it just, like, allows you to park like horizontally you know what i'm talking about no i so i've seen like test cars and test yeah. footage for like a long time now of cars being able to do that but they finally released one that i don't do know that. if it's like released it might also be more test footage but yeah. it's like it seems like something that is it's like not impressive to me anymore like that seems like yeah I, I, that makes sense like that's not like a huge like everybody look at this incredible new feature it's like i mean i i believe it i mean ha, yeah, just turn I the wheel a little more to the right 
Yeah, I don't know how it works. Listen, like the axles. Uh, listen, like, no, 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 no. You don't know. You don't know how a car work. That the wheels turn. What do you mean? And then they. That is true. Engineers figure it out. It's not that hard. I've heard they go round and round. At least uh, for buses, they spin anyway. me right round. Oh, sheesh. Very similar to a record. Um, Whenever those videos go viral of just these sick one of one cars that these companies yeah. make, and then it's just like never again. Yeah, <laughs> you're never, never going to see it, it ever. Yeah. And I'm like, what's the point? And it's like, I guess probably just to market the business, but let's I mean, go. I guess maybe to test out stuff if it, they can figure out a way to make it cheap enough to throw right. in. Scones, five seconds. You have to come up with a cool name for a new car brand. Five, four, three, two, one. Ooh, Vrumola. <laughs> Is it Italian? Yeah, it's, it's the ooh, wait, called Vrumola. Oh, so it was it wasn't ooh Vrumola. No, it was Vrumola. Vrumola. Uh Vrumola cheese? Uh yeah, I'm sitting here <laughs> sipping on a uh an espresso looking at my new Vrumola. That sounds like a name for a nickname for coffee. Like I can't do Ooh. nothing until I get my cup of Vrumola. <laughs> <laughs> like I ain't I can even awake till I drink down some <laughs> Vrumola, baby. <laughs> some Vava Vrumola. Um, well, we're getting to that time where we stop talking about our main topics of cars and sports and to get move to, on uh, down right, to our get off the tracks <laughs> of talking about weird, mysterious, scary, uh, et cetera, things. Spooky. And a spooky. Macabre, even. You might even call it a spooky. So, um, we've got a special, <gasps> little special one this week. Oh. <sighs> Um, because we had a listener who yes. hit us in the dims. <gasps> DM what did they say? You. Uh, shout out to Chelsea. I'll just say first name. I won't. I won't give away your look. You Not sent here us to your, docs? She sent us her full name, her mother's maiden name, and her social security number. And I was like, oh, we don't need all this. No, so you were we like, need... uh, this is where you should have this safe and sound, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll store this for you. I got a, I got a <laughs> safe in my closet where I store all the listeners' personal information. Um, it's Sandra, getting full. You gotta go to the doctors, baby. Uh, so, <laughs> so Chelsea so sent dark. us. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Sandra. Sorry, made up Sandra. Uh, Chelsea sent us. Uh, a message about how she moved into a home from 19, 1968 uh, <gasps> and she found like original Life magazines in her house. That's sick. Yeah. Um, mostly with Bobby Kennedy and JFK. Was it like, what was it? Yeah, I was going to say the Kennedys. Yeah, it's like, literally just Kennedys. being like, they'll never get to the moon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you seen that TikTok of like top 50 presidents to like, Survived, uh, a, survived the uh, assa- yeah, yeah, yeah. Survived a drive through Dallas, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or whatever it says. Yeah, it's like coming in at number forty six. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, so she sent us a bunch of photographs of these Life magazines, and then typed up like the content of this article. Oh my god! So that it's easier to like read on the podcast. And I was like, that That's- you're a, you're a sweetie patiti. That's incredible. You're a hashtag sweetie, sweets patoots. <laughs> Can we gift her like a month of Patreon or something? If Sky, we can't already? afford that. So 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 no nice. I don't know of if her. you can even do that. <laughs> I don't I don't know if you can either. We'll send you a a beanie baby of scones. Uh, some call it a voodoo doll, but we'll call it a beanie baby. Beanie babies <laughs> are just voodoo dolls <laughs> for pets. You know, Everything essentially, or they were like. 
crypto before crypto. Yeah, true. Shout Dude, out there, or I guess gold after gold. I don't know. Um, they were valuable, and then they time. weren't. Right, they were the tulips of oh, the nineties. That's a good one. So, uh, so yeah, she sent us this article, and I'm gonna. I'm going to fucking read it. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, let me take my sweatshirt off. Listen, I can't. I'm not going to sugarcoat things. I'm going to read this article. So, Scones, today we're talking about Leopoldo Hiator? Hiator? I don't know. There's It's it's a Czech, like Czechoslovakian It's a Hiator Hiator. So, I don't know how to pronounce their names, and I'm sorry if you are Czech. Uh, more like checkmate. <laughs> Got him. Got Ooh, new Czech dating listeners. app for check for check listeners. It's called Checkmate. Ooh. What do you think? But with C Z E C K or C Z E C H. What's right, going on in the Czech Republic right now? Honestly, I'm so glad you asked. Fine. Um. Okay. Without further ado, band rip rip them and 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 play your tunes. Please do. And we're back. Scones? Hi. Oh, you were just silent. I didn't know if you were like... I was. No, sorry. I was checking the news on Czechoslovakia. I mean, sorry. (laughs) I shouldn't say that. Of the Czech Republic. (laughs) Yes. I was going to say they are no longer... So, all right. This is an article from a November 18th, 1966 edition of Life magazine. It's the article is entitled "The Scene, Rio oh. de Janeiro." Uh, nice. At least I think that's what it's titled. Great beaches. Great beaches. Oh yeah, it's. I, I think the scene is like a a probably an ongoing like report thing. Uh, in but Brazil? this one's this one's no, it just in like Time Magazine or Life Magazine at the time. Um, so why are they in Rio? Well, that's just like this. This edition is Rio de Janeiro. Ooh. Oh. Um, so, so the story does not take place in Rio de Janeiro. I'm no, confused. it does. Color it, okay. me confused. I don't think this is that confusing. It's a it's an it's a, a a series called the Scene, and this one takes place in Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> when do we get to the Czech Republic? I need to know. All right. Well, you. It's titled "A Most Accessible, Most Wanted Fugitive" by Barry Lando. So, <laughs> oh my! No fucking way! That's his real name. <laughs> yeah, his name's Barry Lando. He uh, saw. Oh no, this is before Star Wars, so that's just a sick fucking. Yeah, game. Barry Lando, the hairy hand bro. So Harry Mando. Oh. <laughs> Harry Mando is also a good name. Uh, so yeah, Barry Lando, 1966. This is written like it's like an old, like, like hard-boiled detective, like oh, kind of thing. Uh, but here we go. Like Nick Cage would play him. Yeah, like Nick Cannon wrote this. So it was 1 a.m. and I needed another kid. <laughs> he was drumming. <laughs> it's a very I don't know a lot about drum Nick line. career. You know, drumline and like... <laughs> and what All about, I know uh, after, like every... My entire knowledge of Nick Cannon is before I was like 11 years old. <laughs> yeah, actually same. And he slime-timed and drummed and that was it. <laughs> oh, he slime-timed all right. Uh, so... 
It was 1 a.m. in a quiet suburb of Rio. The man sitting across from me in the shadows was the object of a frantic manhunt by Brazilian police. He was Leopoldo Hightor, lawyer, author, playwright, convicted murderer, three-time escapee from prison, and altogether the most accessible fugitive to practically anybody but the police. That's in the, the an- most <laughs> incredible Yeah, it's like I've I said. Yeah, he, uh, this dude, this dude, uh, is, is, a what's the word I'm looking for? Real, uh... Renaissance not, man? Rena- that's the word. I was gonna say Shakespe- Shakespearean fellow. <laughs> Rena- <laughs> Renaissance man is, is the correct one. Um... He is known as the Devil's Advocate, but the title hardly does him justice. The fugitive set his ne- set. Well, let me take that again. And three, two. The fugitive. <clears throat> take that one more time. Three, two. The fugitive set with his nails manicured, his mustache trimmed, his manner cool and relaxed, a revolver bulging under his jacket. I got right to the point. Like it's written in such a detective. Dude, this has got to be a movie. Ah, oh, man, life's a movie, bro. True. So, did you kill Dana de Tefe? No. In fact, she is still alive. The <gasps> charges against me are all part of a communist conspiracy. Maybe. Dang. Commies. Yeah. Every, fran- every fan of Leopoldo Hayator, and, his- and he has thousands, knows that Dana Adita Fisherova de Tefe was a beautiful... Yep. yep. <laughs> Just a classic name. Was a beautiful woman with a past as exotic as her name. God. She was I'm in she love was, with her already. Yep. She was born to a Jewish family in Czechoslovakia in 1921. When Hitler invaded, she fled to Italy, where she worked as a showgirl. When oh, war- no. Wait, what? <clears throat> she fled to Italy, where she worked as a showgirl? It- Italy was on Hitler's side. What? <laughs> uh, <laughs> like one of the worst places to go. <laughs> but I guess you could just be a showgirl and they stop asking questions. Yeah, they're like, hey, she's she's chill. Like... <laughs> She's totally <laughs> yo. She's, she's like kind of chill. <laughs> like she so, likes the same music as me. Like. <laughs> she's not like the other girls. No, no, no. She like loves like cool movies and stuff. Um, when the war ended, she moved to Spain, where she married a prominent dentist, but soon left him and went to Mexico. There, Man. she married a <clears throat> yeah. She's she's breaking hearts and ripping farts, dude. Dude. Showgirl in Italy to marrying dentists in Spain. To... <laughs> what a wild life. God, I wish that were me. I wish I could marry a dentist. There she but married all a taken. journalist. Everybody knows. I know. Yeah. Um, so she marries a journalist in Mexico and left him to marry a Brazilian diplomat, a descendant of nobility who took her to Rio. There they separated. So she's just like in and out of relationships left and right. Yeah, what's that? Like, famous actress's name. She married, like, eight people. Barry Lando. Yep. Yep. No, you're thinking of uh, Judy Dench. (laughs) Nope. Elizabeth. Nope. Uh, Elizabeth Banks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Give me more first name. who had a lot. Judy Garland. Of husbands. Uh, Shorty Mick. Elizabeth Taylor. Oh, Elizabeth Taylor. (laughs) So. Enter Leopold Hayator de Andrade Mendez. Okay. Again. <laughs> Wait. Again. It's not it's not right, that's but like a, that's it's my his best. full name. Yeah, that's the that's okay. his first name. Uh <laughs> he's got six more. So he had already gained notoriety when he fled to Brazil in nineteen fifty seven after being convicted for attempting to defraud the national treasury of two hundred and forty thousand dollars. 
Wow. Well, if you're going to defraud someone, go hey, straight to the top. Yeah, I was going to say, he's shooting, you know, shoot for the moon. If you miss, you get convicted for defrauding the government. With the stars. <laughs> After two years, he had won an appeal and returned to Rio, where he and Donna de Teve became friends. On the evening I just of- realized that whole phrase is bullshit. Becoming friends? Or are you no. like an incel and you're like... <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, shoot for the moon, and if you miss, you'll oh, be among you'll, the stars. Yeah, the moon yeah, yeah. is so much closer than any of those stars. I mean, sure, but you're among them, dude. You're a Moogus. Dude, what am I doing with my <laughs> life? That, that doesn't make any... Wait, what did you say? A Moogus? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you weren't like in the memes like four years ago when Among Us was really popular? Um, I mean, a more like accurate thing would be like shoot for the moon if you miss you might get nailed by a satellite going by like, bean bag straight to the dome yeah that'd be sick like metal smacks you in the head yeah and then all of a sudden everyone <sighs> just like loses their fucking cell service yep and they're like did somebody try to achieve again <laughs> and it's there you go it was me so, okay, let's get back to our story. Let's get back to the story. On the evening of June 29th, 1961, Dana set out with Leopoldo to drive over to Sao Paulo, which they never reached. About 3 a.m., Leopoldo returned alone to Rio with a slight bullet wound in his right thigh. Uh-oh. He explained to friends that someone had tried to hold him up. Where was Dana de Tefe? As far as he knew, he said vaguely, she had returned to Europe to look for her mother and wouldn't be back for quite a while. Maybe okay, so, never, he told her maid. <laughs> so I'm getting a little lost with Pre- names. So okay. him and this person go in a so car Leopoldo from... and Donna de Tefe. Okay, they go the from... showgirl. The showgirl. They go from Rio to Sao Paulo, don't make it, come back. He's alone, and he's like, yeah, he's she alone with Europe. a gunshot wound, and she's like, yeah, she uh, bailed to Europe. We'll never see her again. Stop asking. Well... I would suspicious. say that's like very suspicious if we didn't know she had a history of just bailing to other countries quite frequently. <laughs> it's true, but I mean the the bullet wound seems yeah, it definitely looks uh, sussy. Right? Yeah, exa- I was suspect. gonna say this is sussy. <laughs> <laughs> I would love there just be like a hardball detective, but that's the way he describes things. <laughs> He's like, I searched the the car, and let me tell you, it's pretty sussy. <laughs> <laughs> this part of town. There's yeah. a lot of things that are sussy. <laughs> <laughs> That's Chinatown. Um, <laughs> uh, so the next day, Leopoldo registered a signed power of attorney from Dana de Tefe. Then he sold her apartments in Rio and Sao Paulo, cleaned out her $1,500 bank account, disposed another $2,500 in jewels, sold her antiques as gifts to friends. You know, that thing you do when someone says, hey, I'm going to go to Europe for a while. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, scones. If you ever go to Europe, I'm emptying your accounts. Dude, that's what I do every time I go stuff. camping. Hell yeah. So, indeed, Dana de Tefe did not return, and police ba- began to get suspicious. In March 1962, they finally took Leopoldo into custody. After three days of questioning, he told police a slightly different version of the ride to Sao Paulo. He and Dana were, and another friend had been assaulted by two men on the road south. He said he pulled his trusty revolver... He pulled out his trusty revolver and was wounded in an exchange of shots. But Dana de Tefe, poor Dana, was seriously hit and bled to death in the car. Leopoldo said he told his friends to bury the woman but not to tell him where. Quote, I was afraid I would become impassioned and try to dig her back up. Uh-oh, we got a, what's his name? We got, yeah, we got a situation. Uh, Carl. Uh, Larry, Carl Deadfinger or whatever his name was. 
The guy who lived in the plane in the Florida Keys. Carl Go back Tanzler. And Carl yes. Tanzler. Carl Tanzler. We got a yeah, Carl we got Tanzler a, situation. We got a hot Carl situation. Oh, no. Um, if you don't know who hot Carl is, he was a rapper in the mid 90s who is now married to Danielle Fischel. Really? Good for that. Let us continue <laughs> down the macabre storyline. <laughs> Hope you're not getting too scared, listener. <laughs> Hope 90s references don't spook you too much. Because <laughs> we got more. <laughs> Ryder Strong. That's the, that's the jump scare. Um, <laughs> so Nirvana. Not unreasonable. <laughs> Not unreasonable. Not unreasonably, the cast of all that were skeptical and called other witnesses. Wait, <laughs> no. <laughs> you said it so seriously. Well, yeah. No, it was I gotta like keep on their toes. Other people who again might be listening to this and aren't don't have yep. the same kind of brains me and you have would have been like, wait, what? <laughs> the special brains we have. Yeah. So, <clears throat> not unreasonably, the police were skeptical and called other witnesses. The jeweler to whom Leopoldo had sold Dana's ring, handwriting experts who testified that the power of attorney document was forged, acquaintances of Leopoldo who claimed that his current girlfriend, a curvesome young woman named Vera Regina, was using Dana de Jefe's clothing and jewels. Detectives this? then... Wait, hold on. <laughs> Why did they have to add it? What did they call her? The curvesome, a curvesome <laughs> yeah. young... Le- yeah, because it's 66, dude. <laughs> it's 66. That's why. This does sound like an amazing movie from the 70s. Right? But it's it real. Sounds- but it's not a movie. It's real people. Um, so behind a fresh coat of paint on the bedroom wall of the house, they found what may have been a newly plastered bullet hole, t- bullet holes that and traces of blood. But there was no trace of a corpse. Meanwhile, Leopoldo had again changed his story and was weaving a gripping tale of international intrigue and high adventure. Yeah, this is... This is nutty. This is... Call the professor, because... <laughs> This one. <laughs> we got some like voluptuous curvy bullet holes in the wall. <laughs> bullet Bill's looking fucking sussy right now. <laughs> He's blushing over there. This um, writer, this journalist who wrote this is just super down yeah. bad. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. He's it's I don't wanna we're I'm gonna just keep going. Later <clears throat> later in prison, he embellished it in a fulsome autobiography. The Cross of the Devil's Advocate. According to the book, during Dana's stay in Italy, she had a torrid romance with one Ettore Muti, uncontested leader of the fascist youth. Uh-oh. It ended with Ettore, I guess it's Ettore. Uh, he was machine gunned down and died in her arms. After the war, the story went on, Dana went to Spain disguised as a nun to claim a vast fortune, which Ettore had directed she would receive in case he died. But when so she she's got to just Madrid, like fascist hopping right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Wasn't Spain exactly. fascist at this point too? Dude, she's she's the globetrotter. Uh, let her let her live her life, dude. True. Also, he's like the undisputed leader of the fascist youth. Is that like impressive? That sounds like it's he's like the leader of the schoolyard gang. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't <laughs> fucking know. He's local uh, street toughs. So when she got to Madrid, the man who was supposed to deliver the loot said he knew nothing about it. And so in despair, she wandered from Spain to Mexico to Brazil. Marrying Wait, what about the stop. dentist in Spain? Well, he was the one he wandered. She went to Spain, met the dentist, then went to Mexico, met the next guy. You know what I mean? Like that was the journalist. Is, okay. This is the precursor. I'm uh, very one, invested uh, in this woman's love life. 
Yeah, you're like all about you're like celebrity gossip column. You're E News right now. Uh, one day in Rio, she was approached by members of the Czech spy ring who helped, who offered to help her re- recover the fortune if she would take on a little work on their behalf. She refused. Thereafter, she feared for her safety, and on the night of June 29th, while en route to Sao Paulo, she confided the story to her new friend, Leopoldo. But already, it was too late. Suddenly, they were cut off by two cars, and ten men piled out shooting. Brave Leopoldo grabbed his gun, and although it jammed briefly, he was able to wound one of the assailants before he himself was wounded. The kidnappers grabbed Dana and took off. Why, I asked Leopoldo, had he lied in his earlier account? Because Dana's last request was that he not tell a soul. Event, oh, I don't know why that would be hurt. Why imagine getting kidnapped and be like, "Don't tell anybody." Please don't tell anybody. It's maybe it was this reverse is psychology. So embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, I never get kidnapped. <laughs> I won't be prom queen if they know. So, though the police had not turned up Dana's body, Leopoldo was tossed into prison to await trial for murder. In October 1962, he escaped and drove west. I was headed behind the Iron Curtain to Czechoslovakia to look for Dana Detefe. The police tracked him down in a small frontier city, arrested him, and flew him back to Rio. There, they slapped him into a maximum security cell. It took wow, him almost international two- police was this together at this point? Like, after the yeah, World dude. War? Like, the Brazilian police were still hunting people down in Europe? Just this one guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, we, you know what? Europe could, needs to like fully listen. reconstruct itself, and Brazil's like, get out of the way. <laughs> well, they're like, we could hunt thousands of people and catch none of them, or we could t- take all our resources and <laughs> fuck this one guy up. And that's one more than they would have had, you know? True. It's called niching down. <laughs> <laughs> so the police tracked him down, um, where they slapped him into a maximum security cell. It took him almost two months to figure out a way to escape, but he finally managed it. On Christmas Eve, police fanned out in a new manhunt, but called it off when word arrived that Leopoldo had been machine gunned down trying to cross the Uruguayan border. Man, a lot of people police... getting machine gunned down. Yeah, it was a different time, dude. <laughs> Listen, back then, that's what happens. Uh, so the police were momentarily relaxed and congratulating themselves, and Leopoldo chartered a plane to Argentina. So the article goes on a bit. Um, and I'll get towards the end because we've got some more just kind of in and out of prison, in and out of prison, taking trips <laughs> to Czechoslovakia, looking Who, for Donna Who's hasn't done a couple <laughs> You know, listen, do time, if you do the crime, you do the time. Was there any whirlwind romance in those prisons? It was like he married someone who came for conjugal visits or like... Yeah, actually, like, the notebook they, is based off of his time in a maximum wow. security Yeah. They had he all those cypress Marsden. trees in prison? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got in the water, dude. I don't know if I mentioned this, but a couple months ago, I went on vacation to South Carolina, and I went to where they filmed The Notebook, and I was in a boat paddling around a bunch of alligators. It was sick. All right, Did so you in see... and out of prison. Okay, in and out of prison, in and out of prison, in and out of prison. Um, <clears throat> so let's see. Leopoldo remained behind bars until his appeal came up for jury trial in March this year. He this helped year. Pre- this year being 1966. Of course. He, he helped present a masterful defense before the packed courtroom. When, they, when the jury announced a 5-2 verdict in his favor, the spectators applauded wildly, but the state appealed the verdict, and Leopoldo was kept in confinement. They can do now, that? Yeah, they can just be like, fuck you, get back in the <laughs> <laughs> Nice try, idiot. Get back Yo, in you thought this was a real trial, you dumbass? <laughs> that would be so crazy. 
Well, where? What country is this in? Uh, this is in the country of Springfield, Missouri. No, it's in uh, Argentina. <laughs> okay. Um, when the jury. Blah, 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 now he used the time to write an atrocious drama version of his autobiography and persuaded a professional group What's to it stage called? it. Uh, I don't think we have the name. How do I buy it? What's his name? His full name? Leopoldo. Oh, you want like the full, full name or do you want like the. I want the full name he would have used as an author. <laughs> oh, man. I, probably like Jerry Maguire. <laughs> oh, no. What's his <laughs> name in this? Leopoldo Hiator. H E I T O R. So. He gets people to put a play on of his life uh, at a seedy downtown theater. Uh, the federal Supreme Court ruled to uphold the original 54-year conviction, and Leopold's lawyers immediately appealed, but he himself had other plans. During one of his frequent visits to the theater, for which he had wrangled permission, he said he wanted a closer look at the stage sets. He left his trusting guard by the door, entered the empty theater, and walked towards the darkened stage. When the lights came on, he had vanished. <gasps> ba -ba -ba. Wait. <laughs> It's so cinematic. Yeah, right? Um, the next day, in a dramatic telephone interview, Leopoldo told reporters he had fled because of dreadful prison conditions. <laughs> oh, shit. So there's bad prison conditions, so he's like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> it wasn't very comfortable, so I yeah, he listen, staged an elaborate escape. Not even to ply. <laughs> um, so he had to leave. He said he would, only, he would return only when police agreed to improve them. No negotiations. Stormed the police, and they continued their search. Uh-oh. During my visit, Leopoldo, with visible pride in all the furor that surrounds him, said he was completing a book on his adventures in Czechoslovakia. I'm going to return to Czechoslovakia, he said, to search for Dana again. Of course, it will be more dangerous, but if I don't come back, well, that will be proof in itself. I want to keep on being a lawyer. Oh, wait, <laughs> I skipped. That would be a weird thing if he just said that out of the blue. Um... By then, it was almost 3 a.m. What will you do, I wound up, if you're finally found innocent? I want to keep on being a lawyer, he replied. Maybe I'll also write novels. I like fiction a lot. He may get a Me lot too. more time... <laughs> yeah. He may get a lot more time to write. A few days after our talk, he was picked up to the dank North Brazilian town of Macapa as... <laughs> wow. Oh, she. Yeah, it's a dank town, bro. <laughs> Macapa is dank this time of year. So he was picked up as Moises Grovitz. Oh, no. Is he smoking a jazz cigarette in that dank-ass Probably. Town, uh, he's like, what do you mean, Leopoldo? Why Moises? <laughs> Moises, I love the reefer. Uh, so he's on his way to French Guiana. You could let me continue traveling, he complained to the local policeman. It's true. Other police they could. In the, uh, yeah. Other police in other cities let me go when they recognize me, which is crazy. Dude, this slick-talking son of a bitch. They didn't, and he went back to Rio under uh. heavy guard for the moment. And that is the end of the article. That's of the scene by Barry Lando. That's amazing. This is so I can't tell if I like this guy or if he's terrible. Because if he didn't do any of the horrible shit, then he's actually yeah. one of the coolest people I've ever heard. <laughs> he is a very eccentric individual, regardless. He also, seems like Was it that easy to travel internationally back then? Dude, you could just like, just fucking go play. I don't know. I apparently because he was just like, yeah, I went like a million different countries, no problem. While I was on like on a manhunt, so I found a book called uh, Lastro de Chumbo. I don't know if that's him, but it's by a uh, Leopoldo Hayator, Andrade Mendez. May, that's a new nickname. 
Lastro to Chumbo. <laughs> uh, so shout out to Chelsea. Thank you so much for for sending that in and, and taking all the time to write all that up. We really appreciate it. Yeah, uh, you went above and beyond. That was amazing. Above and beyond the call of duty. Um, thank you so much. Uh, I hope listeners, if you run into like Turkey to De- Chumbo or whatever his name was, uh, put him in jail. <laughs> and you well, know. first ask him what he's been up to because it's probably going to be an amazing story. And yeah, he's then... like, "Have I told you about <laughs> Dana de Tefe?" <laughs> Everyone's like, like "Yes, every time." Fighting bulls, like yeah. it's like a pretty much like a Hemingway character. This guy, right? He's written like six autobiographies. <laughs> he's lived eight lives. Right. So, thank you, Chelsea, no, thank again. You. Thank you, listeners, uh, for listening. Keep an ear to the ground and your nose to the grindstone. Amen, brother. That's our new like outro phrase because it's now like a, a an entrepreneurial podcast. Yep. And uh, um, no, but we got some hot, hot, hot chocolate uh, hot in the works. T- so I hope you guys are Here excited for some, one roll. some exciting stuff to happen. And uh, yeah, sure we'll you, see if it works out. <laughs> we'll see if it works out. But if it does, oh, baby. Oh, baby, the payoffs will be sweet. The payoffs. I'm going. Uh, if I get this, I'm going to Spain, finding a dentist, getting married, <laughs> getting divorced. Finding a journalist, getting married, getting divorced. <laughs> I'm going to get uh, so married and so divorced. Oh, man. That's the dream. It, so uh, leave a rating if you haven't. It really helps us out. Uh, tell a friend. Check out MM Macabre Pod on Twitter, Monday Morning Macabre on Instagram, and MondayMorningMacabre.com for merch and Patreon and all that jazz. And if you like, if you like the '60s, go go read the old Life magazine excerpts. Uh, and besides that, I love you so much. <laughs> Goodbye. Love you so much. Bye. Bye. Thank you.